are now listening to Cult Cinema Catacombs. These films exist. So, so what are the what are the toys names again? Okay, so there's like Dot's first favorite toy is Hop. There's this little bunny that her her cousin gave her. It's Hop. Then there is a mouse and a tutu whose name is Mina. Uh, and then there's a tiny little you know those it's the predecessor of the Beanie Baby, but now they're not. They're just stuffed animals and they got huge eyes for some reason. There's a teeny one. Yes. Yeah, there's a teeny one of those called uh, Dottie. And that is the name on the tag. I assume that's why it was given to her. Uh, and then she's got Violet. And then there's Cream Puff Violet. Those are two different toys, but both of them are named Violet. <laughs> Did she get the aardvark I sent her named Raul Julia? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, she would go for it. She's got a, a toy that is a, it's peanut butter, but it's a stuffed animal of peanut butter. <laughs> Like in a jar or just yeah, it's like a it's like a jar of peanut butter, but it's got a face. Awesome. Uh, And its name is Antoine. So that's fantastic. She needs to get a Buzz Lightyear doll now and name it Emily Nesbitt. (laughs) Yes, I need y'all to know because people are gonna think, oh, you think you're cute, you're giving her the names, and she sticks with them. I am not. I am not giving her these names. Give her a a wooden spoon and just tell her its name is Patty Lapone. And just let her go. <laughs> no, so when she was a baby baby, she got this elephant. It's like a huge elephant uh, for Christmas. Um, this is a, a lovely way to start. This is very holiday themed. Uh, she didn't even speak yet. And we said, what are you going to name this? And she was still, because babies can communicate with sign language. And so she was still in like sign language. And she gave us F-R-N-K. That elephant's name is Frank. She named it Frank. <laughs> Good. Yes. Is it uh, Frank Langella? Yes, it's Frank Langella. <laughs> it's an elephant, Frank Langella. See, now she needs to name that cabbage that you were looking for, Robert Loja. Yep, Robert <laughs> Loja. Hey, did you know that Vampire Dog, <clears throat> the voice of Vampire Dog is Norm MacDonald? Oh, God. Found that out last night. Didn't want to, but I did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, welcome to Cult Cinema Catacombs, folks. Nope. Welcome, welcome, These welcome. toys exist. These toys exist. That show's been. I was on that show. <laughs> what you're talking about? <laughs> welcome. I to, did that show uh, for 15 years. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to our holiday episode, folks. So how appropriate to start the holiday episode with talking about toys having friendsgiving so this is so cute i'm I'm glad that you guys agreed to meet me here um for this um speaking of the holidays this is kind of holiday related um remember how um in the merger we got the usa network Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. okay yeah okay and you you we were tasked with bringing our best ideas forward 
you know, how we're going to save the USA network. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So I got, I, I, I got with the boys at R and D. All right. I think I got one. Are you, are you ready? Yeah. I'll never be ready enough, but hit me with it anyway. All right. So, you know, the show suits. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm just going to throw this out there. Soups. So the the thought is, and you might be asking, like, what what could what why would you do soups, right? You know, we've got budgetary constraints. So here's here's the here's the pitch. We're not going to do a we're we're not going to recast. We're no. not going to do a shot by shot remake. Got with the boys at R and D. I already said that. We're just going to take every episode of Suits, and we're going to CG soup into every scene. Just somewhere. I've got to tell you, Andrew. I love it. Yeah, it's great. No notes. No notes. So what I'm asking for is $3.2 million on a $4.5 billion evaluation for Mm -hmm. soups. What are the, what a, Mark Cuban, you're in? Okay, cool. Am I, am I only allowed to give you that much money? No. Okay, cool. Then I'm in. Good. In, in, in which episode will will it feature the soup kakaliki? So I don't know how familiar you are with suits. I'm very familiar. Um, there is an episode, and I don't know if you're familiar with the premise of the show Soups. soups. Uh, he's he's a liar soup. who so, becomes a lawyer, right? So he has an eidetic memory. He uses that eidetic memory to pass the bar. He's yep. lying about his credentials. He gets yep. into a high high pressure law firm. Mm-hmm. High pressure. It's, it's psych, but the law instead it of stars crime. the princess of England. Okay. And okay. the guy from Thanksgiving. Oh, I didn't know that guy was in Thanksgiving. Good for him. He's getting good work. Yeah. And not the guy you're thinking. Lewis is the guy from Thanksgiving that's in it. Plays the mate, oh, okay. the patriarch of the, of the Walmart family. Mm-hmm. Um, there is an episode of the show where the princess of England finds out that the liar um, lied and mm-hmm. she is having a moral conundrum about whether to turn over this liar who she's in love with, you know, because of, because of the ethics of being a lawyer or for her love for him, let him go on because he is doing the good work, even though he's a liar. That's mm-hmm. the episode. He, he only did the one bad thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You thought you were going to trip me up. I know soups and I know soups. I know so you are an expert so in both, clearly. I, so, I am. so she's basically going over this moral conundrum over a bowl of kakaliki soup. I mean, I was going to say gazpacho, but your thing works great, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's my pitch. Okay. And I love I, it. And I, 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 you, you got you got my backing as well. I, let's great. go for it. Let's go Good. for it. Let's do Get it. it. I'm Bob sorry, Iger, Mr. Wonderful. Save the USA Network. Uh, Mr. We, have, we own the USA Network now, so I don't know what we're going to do with that pile of crap, but we got it. You uh, you got everybody else, but Mr. Wonderful is mad. He says there's nothing proprietary about it. Oh, oh I got a, I got, I got a utility patent on that shit. <laughs> but Come you don't, me, you don't need him. You got the other ones. So it's That's fine. right. So well, I mean, Craig is too busy. Oogling and Margaret shaking her bippy anyway. So, oh, and Margaret, you do weird stuff. Well, did she doesn't do a lot of anything these days, um, except to admitting that she sucked um, uh, Elvis's dick. 
Who didn't? Huh. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wasn't born yet during that time. You still suck so. his dick. We have all sucked Elvis's dick. <laughs> oh, it's like a it's like a Kubla Khan Come thing. Come on. You've fucking seen Interstellar. <laughs> you know how this works. The end of that wow. movie, that book getting knocked out of that, that bookcase is because Matthew McConaughey is behind it sucking Elvis's dick. Oh. At the end of time and space is Elvis's dick. That's the way it works. <laughs> All right, Sorry. then. Sorry, I don't make the time space rules. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, um, Tom Hanks so I've does. just been really thinking about how. So, for the audience, Roy required us to watch a video before, right before we started, this literally moments before we started recording, of Dean Martin and Anne Margaret dancing in what she called a discotheque. Mm-hmm. Sure. But it was the single most brightly lit dance club I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> it, it was such a 60s scene. I mean, it was so obnoxiously 60s. Um, and I was really distracted by the video, not because of Anne Margaret or Dean Martin. I was distracted because there's a blonde that is clearly on like barbiturates or something. I'm going to watch this right now. Yes, watch it live. Talking about I it. cannot wait for you to watch this live and just cold react. I want to travel <laughs> the world with her. Hold on. Let me get the volume going. There we go. Okay, so the blonde that's on Barbituates is one thing. This dude in the blue shirt that she's dancing with, that's a whole nother bag, baby. Yes. What is? I'm going to skip around a little bit because we are live. Oh, yeah, that blonde is fantastic. I love her. I, I want her to be my dental hygienist. <laughs> <laughs> Just straight premutos, huh? Just straight up, like. <laughs> oh, everyone is on barbiturates. At best. At best. There's, You'd they, think yeah. that uh, Dean Martin could get a suit that fits. He's Dean Martin. <laughs> You'd think. He's Dean Martin in the 60s. Right. He's at the height of his power. I wonder if that turtleneck's just too big. Oh, I'm glad that Kill Bill showed up. Oh, wait, that's a blonde guy. Um, <laughs> I don't yeah. like that. I'm turning this off now. When the guy calls him dad, dad <laughs> calls him dad, not daddy o, not daddy, but dad, dad that yeah. may be the most uncomfortable. I well, can't deal with that. You must have turned it off just too early because Ann Margaret's very clear. He calls everyone dad. That doesn't make it okay. <laughs> it's an equal opportunity crime. That doesn't make it all right. And you missed and you missed the part of Anne Margaret basically wrapping herself around Dean Martin's body like some feral weasel. Not to not to quote uh, a movie too frequently, but I wouldn't say I missed it. <laughs> uh, you did miss the entirety of Anne Margaret's torso in her bizarre outfit. Uh, so her, her top is this kind of cute little white and pink little tube top thing, crop top thing. But the pants are very low cut polka dot pants in the same color scheme. And boy, she's out from just like the absolute bottom of her boob to the absolute top of her pelvis. <laughs> Nice. It still dances. 
Nice. She's 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 up there with like terracotta. Just yes. just locking that in so those don't go anywhere. Yes. So how's Craig doing with that? Um how's he's he handling okay. that? Uh, he's a big fan of Anne Margaret from way back. Sure. You you would have to be. Um I believe he saw Bye Bye Birdie for the first time when he was about twelve. Perfect. And, and that so, opening changed his life. He has a relationship with Anne Margaret the way I have a relationship with Elvira. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Understood. Say no more. So um, now, here is the reason why I asked you guys to watch this clip. Because that was what YouTube recommended to me to watch after I watch the trailer to the movie that we're going to discuss on this episode. Excellent. Oh, so your algorithm's in a shambles right now. Oh, yes. I mean, because <laughs> we're talking, folks, we're talking about the G-rated 1977 lost animated movie Raggedy Ann and Andy, a musical adventure. I've seen and after, this. after watching the trailer, it said, we recommend to you this scene of and Margaret shaking her bippy with Dean Martin. It's wholesome. Pure chaos. Pure <laughs> chaos with a monkey's cover band. Yeah. Calls everybody dad. <laughs> which is problematic. How problematic is that? It's very, right? I'm not, like, I'm not out of line thinking calling somebody dad. <laughs> like, like, dad. It's very strange. It reminds me of... Uh, one of my favorite things that I do, ironically, anytime somebody calls somebody daddy, I cut straight to father. I'm like, yes, father. <laughs> I can't. I hate daddy so much. Dad is so much worse than daddy. I would Why take daddy over dad any fucking any, any not, day of the week. Father. Father. I'm not saying that you're wrong, but I don't know why that is correct. I don't know why dad is worse. Why is dad worse? <laughs> I wish I could tell you. Philosophically. I truly, I truly on a, on a molecular level, I know it's worse. It's like, it's like in the same vein as moist, basically. Well, just... uh, da- daddy is par- da- I, I know it didn't start as parody, but daddy is parody at this point. Dad is like, you're asking for the car keys and that is uncomfortable. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. It's too real. It's too Ooh, real. Dad. No. 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 God damn. No. no. Under no. no circumstance by anyone, including if I had children, would that be allowed? <laughs> and, and speaking of things that make you feel uncomfortable, uh, we're watching something else alongside with Raggedy Ann and Andy a Musical Adventure. Since it is the holiday season, we're also going to be watching 1978's CB, uh, uh, not CB, but home box office special, Rich Little's Christmas Carol. Sure. Um, it's it's going to be so good. <laughs> Listen, but, I, have a, I have a very soft place in my heart for Rich Little. I'm just going to say that. So in this, Rich Little is recreating the story of a Christmas carol and he's playing the following characters as the following characters. Uh, w. This is going to get Fe- very complicated. Oh yeah. W.C. <laughs> Fields as Ebenezer Scrooge. Paul, okay. L- Paul Lind as Bob Cratchit. I think Paul Lind was probably available 
Oh, he was. <laughs> he would have showed up. He was there. Was he was on set. set. Yeah. That doesn't sound very much like me. You could be a little more fake. I I did the holiday special. <laughs> I, let me do this. Um, Johnny Carson as Uncle Scrooge's nephew Fred. Huh. La- Laurel and Hardy as the two solicitors. Richard Nixon as the ghost of Jacob Marley. Humphrey Bogart as the ghost of Christmas past. Groucho Marx as Fezziwig. James Stewart as Dick Wilkins. Peter Falk as the ghost of Christmas present. Gene Stapleton in Edith Bunker mode as Mrs. Cratchit. Here's the one where the needle. Here's the one where the needle just like scratches across the record. Truman Capote as Tiny Tim. Peter Sellers as the Ghost of Christmas Yet to Come. But the Ghost of Christmas Yet to Come doesn't say words. <laughs> James. That's Mason, like his whole thing. <laughs> James Mason, George Burns, and John Wayne as the three businessmen discussing the death, and Jack Benny as the boy. Oh I don't even God. have anything funny to say. I'm this just is, exhausted. This is like if Bill Hader decided he was going to remake American Pie and play all the parts. <laughs> yeah. I would watch that, honestly. I would watch that, honestly. A lot. Uh, That's a lot of. I don't. It's a lot of stuff that doesn't make a lot of sense. Said a lot of words and a lot of names. (laughs) Yes, celebrities and classic literature, two great tastes that are together. Kind of. (laughs) Yeah. So, so we're gonna watch that first, and then we're gonna watch Raggedy Ann and Andy musical. I, I promised a palate cleanser, and this is it. Um, the film was released on April first, nineteen seventy-seven. It was directed by uh, famous animator Richard Williams, who uh, you you will know his work from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Uh, he did the Pink Panther animated segments for Return of the Pink Panther and The Pink Panther Strikes Back. Um, also did uh, the the lost film that they're still trying to recreate to this day, The Thief and the Cobbler. Great animator. And this thing just bombed gloriously at the box office. It cost $4 million to make this. By the way, every single frame that you see in this movie is hand-drawn and hand-painted. And it only made $1.35 million. Um, it did develop a bit of a cult following because it was rerun a lot on HBO. And it was released on VHS, but it never made the jump to VHS. And as far as people knew, it was lost until someone found a 35 millimeter print of the film in a vault and decided to restore it and throw it up on YouTube, which is the closest we're going to get to a release for this thing because the film was distributed by 20th Century Fox Mm. and and Disney owns Fox now. So killed it. Yeah. Um, as for casting, the only the only name anybody here will probably really recognize is the voice of Raggedy Ann. It's uh, Didi Khan, uh, famous for the movie Grease and for Shining Time Station. Okay. Okay. Uh, 
Got it. And uh, other voice cast uh, includes um, a bunch of Broadway actors, actually. Uh, Mark Baker is the voice of Raggedy Andy. Okay. Um, character actor Arnold Stang as the voice of Queasy, who is a parrot that serves Captain Contagious, who's voiced by George S. Irving, another Broadway actor. Um, we also have uh, Alan Seuss from Laugh-In as Sir Leonard Looney, the Looney Knight. Uh, character actor Paul Dooley as Gadzooks. And no one else really of note to really mention here. And it'll be interesting to hear your reactions to not only the loosey-goosey animation that's going on in this movie, but just the story itself. Okay. I, <laughs> I'm only mildly concerned by what you just said. <laughs> I keep going uh, back to the part where you said this was a palate cleanser. It is a palate cleanser, actually. It, it definitely is. It is definitely a musical. It's like a musical number breaks out like every two minutes in this movie. Uh, the plot is very simple. It, it, it's about uh, Marcella, who's the little girl who owns Raggedy Ann and Andy. And she returns home for school and she's excited because it's her birthday. And um, she she gets her gift, who is this giant, beautiful doll from Paris named Babette. And Babette is introduced to all. It's very Toy Story before Toy Story was Toy Story, because all the dolls mm-hmm. come to life when she's gone. And they introduce themselves and everything. And then all of a sudden, uh, Captain Contagious, who is this pirate who's isolated from <laughs> everybody Contagious. else. Captain Contagious. Yes. Sorry. Captain <laughs> Contagious is his name. Uh, he's upset because he's isolated from everybody else in the playroom inside a snow uh, globe. But then he sees Babette. That doesn't play well in 2023. <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. I, <laughs> I, I, I can't. That can't be good for <laughs> he anyone. Fa- he sees Babette and instantly falls in love b- with Babette. So he tricks Raggedy Ann into freeing him. And when that happens, he kidnaps Babette and jumps out the window of the bedroom um, with his not whole entire pirate crew. That's not yeah. real love. So Raggedy yeah. Ann and Andy <laughs> go out into the world to rescue Babette from the pirate and it's about all the adventures that happens when they are trying to rescue Babette. So, it's, so, Raggedy Ann and Andy, are they just vigilante? There's vigilante justice at this point? Yeah, like pretty much. Yeah, they're just like, oh, my God. And um, you basically are like, we're going to rescue this woman before she may or may not be raped by the pirate. No, I, they're not toy- in the cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, um, along the way, they meet other characters like this. This is the movie that introduces the character of the camel with the wrinkled knees. Uh, I don't know. Became, that which, sounds wrong and dirty. Real, real, real famous bad. Character. Definitely <laughs> real bad. I've heard of for sure. Yeah, totally know that character. <laughs> Doesn't sound like some sort of gross innuendo. No. So we we have that character. It's a blue cam. It's a it's a blue patchwork camel and the wrinkled knees because it's a rag doll basically. Um, we are also like intro- Jamal the Kamal. Yes. Scott has a has a camel. His name is Jamal, so we call him Jamal the Kamal. Yes. 
So we also we have Leonard oh. Bernstein, the camel. <laughs> so we also have Greedy, the taffy pit, who's made entirely out of taffy. I'm sorry? No. These, these are all 1970s innuendo that I don't understand because I'm not of the time. Excuse, did you, excuse me. Did you just say Greedy, the taffy pit? Yes, he's made entirely out of taffy. Is, is it like a sarlacc? What? <laughs> no, he's just a giant pit of taffy. Sure, just that. Mm-hmm. That's all. Uh, then we also... Um, Palette uh, cleanser. Yeah, we also have characters such as Sir Leonard Looney of Looney Land and the monarch that runs over the land, King Cuckoo. Uh, we Syringy also... is in this. <laughs> <laughs> And then we also have the sea monster Gadzooks. Yes, and then you find Alexis the man pig along the way. (laughs) You do. You find a guy named the Shocker who's like Chef Boyardee, but he's missing his ring finger. (laughs) It all sounds... I know how it sounds, but honestly, when it's done in the realm of a G-rated animated movie... It's honestly really innocent. Hamburger it helper. Sound innocent. Hamburger helper. Not <laughs> Chef Boy RD. You knew what I meant. <laughs> I was going with it. I mean, could you imagine how horrifying that would be if it was Chef Boy RD just without a <laughs> ring finger? <laughs> That's worse. Um the the song Also that nasty little freak from Candyland. What's the chocolate guy's name? Doug. <laughs> Doug. Doug. Y'all know uh, what I'm talking about, right? He's, he's like a kinky little nasty freak. <laughs> All oh. of the Candyland are. Oh, they are. Look at Candyland. Guy. Okay. Sure, Courtney. I'm gonna start what dropping of Candyland. Land are you I'm dropping Candyland people into the chat. They're all nasty little freaks. Every single one of them. <laughs> um. So a couple of other things about this movie. Typing so hard. Uh, This movie was actually adapted in 1986 for a very controversial Broadway musical. Um, Yeah. Still still a palate cleanser, ladies and gentlemen. It really still is, as compared to Roar. (laughs) Well, no, the reason why it was controversial is because um, it was touted as being not only an adaptation of of the movie, but also of being a family musical. However, it had really nothing to do with the movie at all, except just some of the songs. The plot for the Broadway musical is Marcella is now, instead of being this girl who has a bunch of toys, is now a dying young girl whose, whose toys come to life and take her on a magical adventure to go meet the doll doctor and hopes that it can mend her broken heart. Don't like the doll doctor. One little bit. So, yeah, it failed on Broadway. Because uh, it just strayed way too far. The music for both the Broadway show and for this movie is written by Joe Raposo, who did a lot of work on Sesame Street. In fact, um, the songs Being Green, Seeing is for Cookie, and Sing were written by him. He also did the he wrote the theme to Three's Company. 
he also did music for a lot of Dr. Seuss specials. So the guy that they got doing the music is a good music writer. And when you when you hear the music, you will definitely say, yeah, this is very Sesame Street-esque style music. Because uh, it really is very Sesame Street-esque type music. And in fact, he followed D.D. Cohen on to Shining Time Station and did the music for Shining Time Station. So, okay. <laughs> there you have it. Uh, I can't right. wait for January. <laughs> <laughs> I know. January is revenge month for both of you. It's not you revenge. Both, both of you are doing the, pro- the program. I am for the month I, of January. Uh, you do not so trust or so believe far. me. Um, I'll st- you, don't say it yet. <laughs> oh yeah! Don't reveal what it is until after yeah. we watch th- these two things. So I am I am promising you I am not getting revenge for anything. <laughs> God oh God! It. She she just sent the photo. Glop What what the hell? Gloppy. First okay. of all, that's racist. Second of all, <laughs> you're right. That is just that that's not chocolate. That's sentient poop. Yeah. Yeah. That is sentient poop. Oh, that's poo poo man. You just wait. I'm not even done. Finding Lord Licorice right now. No. Oh, I, I'm aware of Lord Licorice, but I was not aware of Gloppy. Yeah, Lord. None Lic- of this is okay. I Lord mean, Licorice is the kinky one. I'm looking at that. Bunch of nasty that's, little freaks. That's a pimp. That that is totally a pimp. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. I am telling you. And I'm not leaving. Say, and you? I did not. And you? I did not ask it to. And you? But better Google look. said I'm gonna go ahead and put on safe search for you and blur some stuff. <laughs> and I just googled literally the phrase Candyland characters. So I'm not the only one who has noticed this. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we doing uh, this to ourselves on Christmas? It's supposed to be a joyous <laughs> occasion. Uh, it could be. Don't get me with... started on Grandma Nut. Um, oh no. She is in Candyland. <laughs> uh, don't get me started on Grandma Nut. If you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean, it could be worse. I mean, we we could be watching Premutos again for the third time. Why would why would we? Why would anyone? <laughs> it's obviously a Fourth of July movie. Why would yeah. we watch it it's at Christmas? Very much summer film, big and, blockbuster. Or you know, we could be subjecting Courtney to Dick Shark. No, God, God under no, no circumstance. I, I'm a good person. I stand by the fact that Courtney should never have to watch that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I donate to charity. I'm kind to animals. Yeah, we <laughs> we. We we stepped in front of that bullet for oh, everyone yeah. on the face of the earth, without question. I will question. forever be grateful. His name Bill Billy Bub was that his name? Yes, sir. I know he listens, sir. It is. You need to stop. Stop. Okay, stop. I you don't to have stop. to. You don't have to. Let's just say that. You might want to, but you don't have to. You're you don't fine. have to do this, Bill. You're you you're fine. Get a get a get a hobby. I think like, he does have a hobby. It's creating dick sharks. Make 
Make a friend who's not nude. Yeah. <laughs> Step away from the gentleman's club for like a day. But just you know, a day. That, you know, now that I think about it, though, you know what I think what movie we do need to have Courtney watch? Oh, no. In our roster of films that we, because I'm staring at it right now, in our roster of films that we have watched and we're like, oh, no, what is this? Oh, What's Lord. that? Sextet. I think she would be good with Sextet. I still, Courtney, you still haven't watched Boom, have you? I have not <laughs> seen Boom. It is the movie that everyone should watch. I'm definitely interested. It sounds unhinged. <laughs> Shit is, on your mother. It is it, especially for you being a, a, a stage fan, a fan of stage and screen. Yes. <laughs> watching a Tennessee Williams play on the TV with obviously drunk actors <laughs> doing the most unhinged shit you could imagine is right up your alley. Listen, she also needs to watch Dr. Caligari while we're at it. We should... Which we, is really mean, because one of my favorite movies of all time, and yes, I am a nerd, is The Cabinet of Dr. Okay, Caligari. The old, the, the silent one. Did it have to- enough tongues in it, do you think? <laughs> I, don't, I don't recall the tongue count. Okay, well then they that's didn't the do problem a lot with it, and the work. solution is Dr. Caligari. Okay. But no, she also needs to see Boom, so she could witness Truman Capote as the Witch of Capri saying lines yes. like I have always found girls to be fragrant in any phase of the moon. Yeah, it's true. That's huh. true. Even yeah. for Truman Capote, that's weird. Yeah. You need that's to tell me why thing. there's a monkey there. Yeah. Because someone heard of Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> and and plus also you have to watch the scene where literally where drunk both of them drunk off of their ass Richard Burton quotes the the Xanadu poem. He's like, in Xanadu to Kubrickon, a stately pleasure dome decree. And then all of a sudden, Elizabeth Taylor just like swings around with the force of a thousand violins and goes, what? <laughs> it's it is on a, it is on another level. It is so on another I'm hearing, level. It's art. I'm hearing that this is roar, but with <laughs> queer icons. Instead of lions, they definitely put. Lit, well, I mean, I would say there's none of them I can say filled the role of Marshall, where they just put a guy into 200 big cats. <laughs> but if the big cats were queer icons, because it's like it would be like Roar if there were no people in it. Okay. Okay. And it was just the big cats, yeah, and the big the cats were queer icons. And instead of that thing where they randomly attack each other, the attacks are just shade. Yeah. <laughs> or violence. Sometimes it's violence. Okay. Sometimes it's out and out violence. Yes. Wow. I'm learning a lot today. Boom is boom is. Oh boom my is god, special. it's the best. It's the best. It keeps yeah. going up in my rankings of movies that we watched for this show. Like every time I think about it, it bumps something down another one. Eventually it'll be number one. Yeah. We, we may have to subject her to boom. Yeah, I think we do, but for now but we a, should subject ourselves to but not this episode. We're going to subject ourselves to rich little and raggedy Ann and Andy. God damn it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks, we will be right back after we have witnessed both rich little 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> oh wait. Speaking of, since it's now, I do need to do something. So just vamp for a second. Um, oh God. I can play that song some more. <laughs> just play it. Um, so, so actually, I need to ask. I, 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 no, but I got the perfect thing to vamp with, Courtney. I'm excited. Please tell our listeners what your beloved little dot daughter dot came up to you asking to watch. The oh, that's other true. Day. We do need to talk oh. about that. Because this is a great so, follow-up to last month's episode. <laughs> it really is. I made that transition. This is my fault. Okay. Um. So my days are numbered. Because if you remember uh, in the in the last episode about Roar, uh, Dot did see parts of it, mm-hmm. uh, and she was really into it. She loved it, and she has asked me repeatedly over the course of the last however many days to watch the Lions. I want to watch the Lions video. <clears throat> and this is what I want. I want to watch the Lions video. And I said, okay, okay. So I set her up. I get her all cute and cozy in mom and dad's bed in the big beds. She can watch the TV in there and it's kind of far away. So I don't have to hear it. And I turn on the Lion King and she goes, this isn't the lions. I want real lions. I want the real lions video. My child wanted to watch roar. She was asking me to watch roar. You know, you could have lied and showed, you know, like an old episode of Mutual of Omaha's Wild Kingdom or something See, like that. She's smart. It's not okay. Um, it's really hard to parent a smart kid <laughs> because you can't trick her. She's like, um, this right here, this is some bullshit is what this is, what you're trying to feed me, and I'm not having it. <laughs> I wish I could say I was sorry. No, I mean, no, I deserve this. We need to build our next generation of cults and catacombs now. Yes. Um, So we're getting started is what we're doing. Um, Listen, this month's video or this movie, whatever we're doing, is perfect for her. Oh, yeah. Really hoping that she's going to want to talk about it on mic. That's my goal. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If we can get her on mic to actually have some thoughts, that would be really great. Baby's first podcast. (laughs) I got an hour long um, on loop beans, greens, uh, potatoes, tomatoes. So, yes, I've got it on a playlist with all of my Linda Belcher songs. So what we're going to do is we're just going to let this run for the next hour. (laughs) Oh, yeah. This is for you. It's like Yule Log, but for Thanksgiving. It's our (laughs) Yule Log. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) On that Um, note, I am I am I'm. Birdmanning around this room right now. You can't see it. I can't wait. We need to be on I, video. I need this video. Speaking of video, before we before we oh, on oh, fire with transitions just, today. Speaking of accidental video. transitions over yes. here, great, so over professional. She doesn't over. even know what's happening. Oh, no. we have we have a video episode coming out for December. Um, who wants to describe this this thing? Andy. I've done it like seven times. All right. So y'all know what Timu is. So what we did is we decided we were going to have a little bit of a secret Santa um, and give ourselves, a, what was the limit? 10 bucks? Mm-hmm. I think 10, 10 yeah. bucks. 
give ourselves a limit of 10 bucks per person, go on to Timu and find the most unhinged shit we could. <laughs> secretly send it to each other. Nobody knows what's in these packages, but we're going to open them on video. And I'm very excited because I feel like I nailed it. I nailed it. I I also pretty good. Uh, I also have a surprise for both of you that I have told you nothing about. Oh God. For the video. And I will continue to tell you nothing about. Is it? But you'll tell us that it's a surprise. It, it, it's more Italian fisting, isn't it? It's more, yes, it's more Is jade it more Italian egg, hands? Jade egg, gross corse egg. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta know how to get it in there, but I'm very excited. This is the first time we've done something like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think it's gonna be a success because we're all so deranged that I can only, because I went deep into the catacombs of Timu in my in my hunt for things <laughs> and it just kept giving me more things so oh, i yeah. can i can only imagine what we're going to have it really doesn't take long before timu's like oh you're real gloppy aren't you okay let's find this here's yeah. some shit for you you oh, gloppy you, little bitch you oh. like that you like that kinky shit okay yeah. oh you well, a dildo you boy here's about 150 <laughs> dildos <laughs> I I will say I will say this, um, Courtney, that because uh, you and I will be both attending Colin Cat's uh, Dollar Tree party. Ooh. One of the three gifts that I am bringing to the party is from Timu. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I found something on Timu. I found something on Timu that met the dollar limit. I went, oh god, I hope the right person opens this. <laughs> Fantastic. The right person is a real Candyland character, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Sorry, I have the chat open and that's all I can see. Stare it into my soul. I just, I can't. I want to, you know how you can see those videos, you know, like if you go on TikToks, there's, there's videos of people making um, rugs. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. I love that. Yeah. I want to, I want a rug of that. Yeah. Of gloppy? Yeah, can you, somebody oh. give me a rug, a gloppy, a gloppy oh rug? God. Yeah, put it right outside the door for whenever your feet are muddy. That's right. <laughs> I'll gloppy. rub my ass on it like a dog. <laughs> you, uh, after watching this movie, actually, you may want to get a uh, rug made out of uh, the taffy pit greedy. <laughs> I like, I don't like the term taffy pit for a dog. Harrowing. It's harrowing. As a as a thing, I don't like Taffy Pit any more than I don't like Dad. Those two <laughs> things tonight. <laughs> Honestly, Taffy Pit sounds like a rejected Doja Cat song. <laughs> I don't yes. like it. I don't like it. Ooh, it come. sounds like a character. It sounds like a white guy character in Atlanta. The show Atlanta. <laughs> Oh, that guy, I know, he's really awkward. His name's Taffy Pit. Just oh, leave you know, him alone. Taffy He'll Pitt? go away eventually. Yeah, like, it sounds like a not great Atlanta character, but it's a white guy. I don't like he, it. He thinks he's Machine Gun Kelly. He's not. Oh. Let him go. <laughs> Can Taffy Pit's ha- now dating Megan Fox. I feel like <laughs> I have to, because it's Christmas and because it's Thanksgiving, I feel like I have to say this. And oh, I don't boy. know if it's going to be okay. Uh-oh. I, I want I had mentioned in our group chat 
that I did something horribly embarrassing internally to myself. <gasps> I didn't I think want, we were going to get to it. I oh, my say God. It. I want to say the most it. unhinged episode we've oh done my God. all year. This it is, really is. Hang I, on. This, Let me find that song again. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be... This, I want you to know, this is vaguely racist. And I don't mean it to be. It wasn't intentional to oh be that God. way. But I ha- I feel like I have to get it out of my body. If okay. Let's go to the taffy pit with this. I know. Let me, let's get into the taffy pit with this. That's what we're going to call it. When we get right. That's real. what we're doing. Anytime we have to confess something. Anytime now we're we get real with something, pit. we got to go to the taffy pit. <laughs> Sitting in my car at a stoplight behind a car. Oh, no. Car's turning left. I'm turning left. And I'm kind of looking out front, and the car's bigger than my car, but I can still see kind of the side of that car. And I see something come out of the, the driver's side window. I'm looking at it, and I'm like, oh, that's a cute dachshund. I like that. I like that dog. It was just the man driving's hand, just a black man's hand. Oh, no! That's what it was. Just, just a Andy, black man's no. hand out the window. Andy, Andy, Andy. Vaguely, I know it's problematic, right? But it you're happened. Definitely, you're definitely I, going to the taffy pit for that. I feel like I am canceling myself for it. I feel horrible about it. But it was like five minutes of this. Like five minutes is an exaggeration. It was like a full, like right turn, like like turns, like like left turn lane, right turn lane. Like it was a full like two Wait, minutes. I might have figured out how this is okay. Okay. Did you meet Snoop Dogg? Because he turns into dogs. <laughs> no, that's more that's racist. Oh that's my god, more racist. That's more racist. No, Watch if I thought every black man turned into a dog, get educated. <laughs> god damn it. Snoop Dogg has had many music videos where he transforms into a literal dog. Oh, we're gonna get letters. That's uh, not real. <laughs> That's the Taffy Pit theme song. Oh my god! If anybody, if anybody ever has to go to the Taffy Pit again, that's the song that has to be played. I'm very sorry for my inadvertent racism. If it was a white man, I probably thought it would have been a white dog. All right, I'm sorry. Nothing yet. No, no, you don't. Yeah, best of intentions. You didn't know that those lions were going to attack you and give you... That hand was cute, though. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, we will be right back, He shouldn't have had his hand like a hand puppet. Like, it looked like, you know, like a hand puppet hand. It's his fault. Okay. Okay, so wait, let me break this down. I know you just started to throw us to the break. If you're not getting out, we can't. Uh I try to get out of the taffy pit, but it keeps pulling me back in. Uh, okay, so you saw a man's hand and thought it was a dog. You didn't see a man and thought the man was a dog. No, it was just from elbow, like, like not even from wrist. It was a shadow like, puppet. You saw a shadow was... puppet. That's much yeah. less problematic. Anybody's hand can be a shadow puppet of a dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I felt real bad about it, though. I still do. <laughs> I wanted to apologize. I wanted to get out of my car. I hurt. Listen, I thought something, and it made me feel really bad. Here's $20. I'm not going to tell you what it is. Yeah, I cannot I tell you here. that your hand looks like a dachshund. I can't do it. But here is a Starbucks gift card. You have great hands. I hope you play piano. <laughs> right. 
You have and great hands. You... Enjoy your Jamba Juice. That's right. <laughs> Enjoy your Jamba Juice. Uh, all right. We I feel now... better. <laughs> I feel now... better for you. I feel I feel like we're closer. I feel like we're stronger. We've explored board game kinks. Um, we've gone it's into been the a good episode. It's been a really good first half. I feel oh, like. My God. I'm really worried that this movie is going to be too good for us to say anything funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that has yet to happen. You give me the best movie and I'll rip the shit out of it. I don't care. Beans, oh. greens. Let's go. <laughs> Potatoes, tomatoes. Okay, we will. Roy, you have to end this. We will we keep will going. We will officially be right back after we watch these two things. Oh my God! I wish I said the movie again. The music got to me in a very certain way. And a heart that's sweet and true. Raggedy Ann and Andy is a full-length musical adventure, directed by Richard Williams, winner of an Academy Award for A Christmas Carol, with original songs and music by Joe Raposo. The man who made Sesame Street sing. Paper flowers. And if you think it's just a story about dolls, you're in for a surprise. The, um, the plot was really, really good. It was very exciting, a lot of action. Watch out below! This adventure was when they were in the taffy pit. It was really funny. This is real sticky. They went in the gooey land, in a gooey stuff. I like that big goobly thing. That big gooey eye thing with eating all that candy. Who are you? I, I am the greedy. I like it when the king got bigger every time he laughed. <laughs> and when everybody stopped laughing, he would get smaller and smaller and smaller. The best part was Raggedy Ann and Andy had a pie on their face. Get this one, sire. <laughs> I like the captain. I have come to claim what is rightfully mine. I like all the parts the best. Welcome, Bits. Welcome, Bits. Welcome to Looney Land. <laughs> one thing we can agree on, Raggedy Ann and Andy has enough fun and excitement enough crazy joy to keep everyone in the family happy. He was funny. <laughs> it's coming soon from Bob's Merrill, the publishing people of ITT, and released by 20th Century Fox. Raggedy Ann and Andy, the musical adventure that has the critics raving. I would give it 11 stars. Hi there, fun seekers. Are you looking for cinema that is absolutely 100% independently made, but also extremely unique and outside of the box? Well, look no further than Troma Pictures and the Troma Now streaming service. Watch.troma.com is your home for everything from Lloyd Kaufman and his band of very fun individuals. Everything from the Toxic Avenger and beyond at your fingertips. Only $4.99 a month, but your first 30 days are free. Did I say free? Yes, they're free. So what are you waiting for? Go to watch.troma.com and sign up. Also available on your Apple and Android devices, on the Roku stick, and also on the Fire Stick. Let's get freaky.
I was going to ask if you were drunk. No. No, oh. it was not allowed at the time. Okay. I mean, not allowed. Come on. <laughs> I mean, I did grow up in small town Texas, but... I mean, man's laws have no meaning for you. As we all do in small town Texas, you drink your wine out of a Justice League mug. That's right. Or a giant boot. Would you rather my water that heavily features both Cubone and Gengar, which depresses everyone I know? I was going to say, could you have picked the more depressing characters? No. (laughs) Y'all listen to Pitbull? Yeah. Like like Mr. 305, you listen to, you do a lot of. Does this answer your question? Do you you really listen to Pitbull, though? Like, did, did he convert to Christianity, too? No, I just, listen, I know Pitbull puts out banger after banger with Florida. He does. And Kesha, like, yes. Timber. But have you really, because my thing about Pitbull is, I've been listening to a lot of Pitbull. Mm-hmm. Uh, through, mostly through Florida, I end up at Pitbull. And, um. I think that's on the license plates. Yeah. It, Mr. it is. Mr. Worldwide. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Florida introduced me to Mr. Pitbull uh, through Welcome to My House. And now <laughs> I listen to a lot of Pitbull. The the opening, like, 12 bars of a Pitbull song are just really good financial advice, usually. I would really, <laughs> really, really ask you guys to, like, really subscribe to the Pitbull <laughs> podcast. It's just real Sigma grind set. <laughs> Uh, Good financial advice peppered in with him saying his own name. Yeah, yeah. He's going to say Mr. 305 six times, but he's also going to tell you about Roth IRAs. So you really should pay attention. And I'm not kidding. Once in a while, J-Lo will appear on there to pimp out her Italian underwear line. I'm not kidding. Like, listen to it. (laughs) Dave Ramsey is out. Pitbull is in. Dave Ramsey is out. (laughs) (sighs) What was the song I was listening to? What what was the one? Uh, Let me guess. Fireball. No, no. It wasn't Fireball. Um, I forget what, but I was listening to it and I'm like, is Pitbull giving me just really good financial advice right now? (laughs) Like, not even like lyrics to a song, just like, here is some solid, like, Shark Tank financial advice and then it goes into the song. And I'm like, the more Pitbull songs I listen to, the more little little nuggets of wisdom he drops for you at the beginning. It's for free. He's just giving it away. Check it out. Check it out. I'm going to have to. Do you think that the concept of an impossible Whopper posits also the concept of every possible other Whopper? Like, is there a multiverse of Whoppers? I know that's not an original thought, um, but is there somewhere like, a, You're a multiverse asking, of, of whoppers. Yes, because is there a whopper B? Is there a punk whopper? Is whopper, there a whopper pig? If it, whopper A is your whopper, and whopper Z, Z, Zeta whopper is the impossible whopper, you're creating a whopper timeline that within that, within that space, within that Eisenberg bridge, if you fold the whopper and the impossible whopper up until they touch each other, I think we have a, a constant sustainable energy source. That's what I'm saying. 
Wow, your how shit hard will these be black. Break you. Your your shit will be black. It just will. Yeah. But somewhere like at the bottom of that Eisenberg bridge is that Spider-Man black shit whopper. And if you can harness the power between the, the possible and possible whopper and that that haunted black shit whopper, I think we could do it. I think we could I think we could make Nikola Tesla proud. What do you th- what do you say, guys? I love it. Um even we call more Pitbull? than that. I know we don't know we don't plug like this is a cult cinema and we don't really plug the really famous movies, but I just I really can't wait for that third Miles Morales movie where he goes into the Whopper verse. Oh, I thought you were talking about Wappenheimer. Oh, <laughs> Wappenheimer would also Wappen- oh, God, Wappenheimer. Yeah. <laughs> we need to, somebody make that real right now. I think we did. That's what just happened. We just did it. Do you not know how this show works, Roy? You've been on every episode. <laughs> we we say something six months later, it's there. It happens. Yeah. The so, only so, people who deserve power are those who don't want it. We three. Yeah. We three. So so before we go to discuss both of our items, I have to mention that while uh, Andy was making his uh, theory about Whoppers, producer Chris came in to show a Christmas reef that he created that <gasps> that is themed after Xanadu. I Very can't nice. wait to see it. Oh, you have to text me a picture. Chris, will do, have to. do the apple next. Uh-huh. See, he found... Disco glitter roller skate Christmas ornaments. So it's that with disco balls all over it. So that's it's awesome. Totally Xanadu. Did he get those disco balls from Target? No, no joke here. Did he? Uh, no, he got them from Walmart. Okay. Target had some really great ones in their five dollar section today. That's why mm-hmm. I was asking. Go shop at Target. That's Pitbull's <laughs> advice. Ding. Ding. So speaking of Christmas, let's let's talk about Rich Little's Ego Fest. First. Yeah, let's do that. I have a lot of thoughts. Not, I don't have a single thought about the special at all. I, I have spots around it. I haven't gotten to it yet. Oh, we can't was, talk about it. It was earmarked for me today, but ah. then I suddenly decided to do Raggedy Ann and Andy. We'll talk about it while we're opening presents. Yeah, so we'll talk about it while we're opening presents and hearing your reaction to Boom, since we're forcing you to watch Boom, because I, you have to see this thing to believe it. We're not forcing I, her. It's not a forcing. <laughs> I bought the DVD when I found out it wasn't streaming anymore, and I've not even seen the movie yet, because I already it's, know. It's, it is, I, I don't say, I, I don't say this, this isn't me trying to fucking gaslight you into watching a movie. <laughs> it is a great movie. It's it is Tennessee Williams. <laughs> I can't wait. And what's what's great is when you guys get your copies on home video, watch it with John Waters' incredibly hilarious commentary. I think I like that's the, the way I'm going to be able to get my spouse to watch it. Yeah, I don't. Oh, he'll watch it. He'll love oh, it. Oh, you need to watch the he movie will. Sans commentary first because yeah. he'll love just, just I'll do that one by myself. Elizabeth yeah. Taylor chewing the scenery while drunk off of, uh, which was confirmed by the John Waters commentary. They started each day uh, filming by drinking at a minimum three Bloody Marys. Yeah, so the heartburn. Yeah. So so what, listening to Elizabeth Taylor ramble off her monologues, the, the fact that she was able to memorize these Tennessee William monologues and deliver them drunk off her ass is just pure magic, especially when she's acting opposite of Noel Coward. Yeah. <laughs> this isn't a movie that Craig should shy away from. Like, in, in a in a very real way, 
Like this is stage writ large. Yeah. And also, also, also keep this in mind as you're watching the movie, uh, Courtney. Um, the original casting for the Broadway version of the show, which was not called Boom, the original Broadway version of the show is called The Milk Train Doesn't Stop Here Anymore. Which they say oh. at least once. Mm-hmm. In the original Broadway show, the casting of Elizabeth Taylor's character was Tallulah Bankhead. Okay. And the casting of Richard Burton's character was Tab Hunter. Okay. Tab, because <laughs> Tab Hunter, because the character that that Richard Burton is playing was supposed to be in his twenties. Yeah, I was about to say, um, my my awareness of Tab Hunter is not as an older man. No, no. <laughs> No. So, um, yeah, I learned a lot from that commentary and also laughed my ass off, especially when John Waters at one point said that Elizabeth Taylor was walking around like Rosie Greer in drag. I just I lost it when he said that. It's fantastic. I am very excited for you to watch this film. Like, this is not a I'm excited because you're going to think it's an insane movie. It is. But this is just like Unhinged. changed my perspective of film. Wow. Yeah. So and I'm not and I'm not exaggerating, like change the way I watch movies after watching this film. The other little tidbit John Waters gave that I absolutely loved was about the uh, the set. So the film I mean the outside stuff was filmed on location in, in along you know the 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 shores of Italy. But the interior stuff in the ex uh, of the of the house was all sets filmed in England, or not England, but at um um oh god, what's his uh uh De Laurentiis Studios? Mm. Of course, of course, so, it was yeah, De Laurentiis. So <laughs> De Laurentiis Studios. So they built these sets. Both Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton were so drunk off their ass in the filming of this movie. That they tried to buy the set because they wanted the house so bad and wanted to move in during the filming. I... <laughs> and the director's like, there's no ceiling. There's this, there's, there's like light rigs and cameras. Like, let this us worry about house. that. This is let not a house. And, Don't and, worry about blank. Let me worry about blank. That's not Elizabeth, your job. It's my job to worry about that. And Elizabeth Taylor is like, but this house is so beautiful. Oh Listen, my God, no. Elizabeth Taylor's alcoholism is like the fourth biggest problem she had in her life. <laughs> this movie might have been the third biggest, like <laughs> by itself. All right. So we are talking about this Raggedy Ann movie. Yeah. So, and Andy so, movie. so listeners out there, if you want to hear us talk about the Rich Little Christmas special, you're going to have to watch our YouTube video that will be coming up soon of us unwrapping <laughs> our uh, our Timu gifts. Um, and you'll be hearing our reaction to that uh, thing. Not and for also, nothing. Fingers crossed, but I got an invitation out to Mr. Worldwide. We're going to see if we can't get some solid uh, bull or bear on the stock market from the guy who's saying timber. So let's see what we can do. <laughs> I love yeah, it. Ladies and gentlemen, he's here. No, he's <gasps> <laughs> So let's talk about the animated adventures of Raggedy Ann and Andy. Um, or as, as Courtney called it, um, Pink Floyd's The Wall. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I've seen this, by the way. Oh, Locked you have in. seen it. Okay. I have definitely at least at least once when I was a child have seen this movie. This movie is a trip. It really is. I mean, 
the whole thing the whole thing is very like you it's like the the way the pacing of the movie went was right after the opening credits were done and the live action of Marcella's world changes into animation that's when you first put the LSD on your tongue mm-hmm. and by the time you get to the taffy pit that's when the LSD kicks in Ooh, I wasn't ready for it. I don't know how I, I wasn't ready for it, but I wasn't ready yeah. for it. First of all, it's not the Taffy Pit. It is by the time you get to Taffy Pit, because that is yes. a character's name. Uh, that is a proper noun in this yeah. film. Um, and you know what? Re- in my life. Reedy the Taffy Pit. I was not expecting live action. I had forgotten that there was a live action bookend to this film. Well, what I want to know is this. I, 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 a couple of questions right off the bat with the first five minutes of the movie. Sure. One, who the fuck are Marcella's parents? <laughs> and does she have parents? Because we only hear one, mom. And this house that they live in is definitely not a middle-class house. I, the fact that she has the whole entire third floor of the house dedicated to her playroom I actually have a related question to that. Uh, I was not alive in the 70s. Both of you were quite young when they ended. That's a statement, and you're a dick. Just Sorry. Keep <laughs> Sorry. Uh, there's some lead up to the question. I shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> there's some hurtful lead up to this question. I should. <laughs> trigger Just warning. Just a reminder that I'm younger than you two. I... First of all, I don't understand, um, you know, phones with cords, and. Um, I never I drank with the garden hose. So I don't can you why carpets were in the homes? <laughs> can you tell me about leaded gas? <laughs> what I was trying to say is you might have been young when the seventies ended. Very young. <laughs> Guilty, yes. And yes, fair enough. However, you might remember and be able to tell me this question. Uh, my husband, who was born in 73, was not. Did all houses in the 70s have 30 flights of stairs, or is it just that one? I think it they was did. just that one, because I no. lived in a I lived in a one-floor house. I lived in, there was no stairs, no nothing. It was a three-bedroom, two-bath house, but all of it was downstairs. It did not have a fucking bell tower. Well, or mine was Quasimodo 17 stories. But each story was one room. So it was just every story was one single room. So, yeah, I had those flights of stairs, but it was you had to go up four to get to the bathroom, down three to get to the laundry room. So that's where I I grew up. So. So, yeah. So my first question is, who the hell are her parents? Secondly, um, she has an aunt, apparently, who lives in Paris because that's how she gets the new doll. Babette is from her her Parisian parent. And uh, what I want to know is, is that the way that that doll, it's obvious that that is a porcelain doll that she received, Babette. Who the fuck packed that doll to be shipped from Paris to wherever they live in the United States? Because honestly, that thing looked like she was about ready to open the box and see Gwyneth Paltrow's head in it. Yeah. (laughs) Dusted some Easter grass on the inside so it wouldn't break off the plane. Just a little bit. Um, and, my, and my third question is, who at Pixar remembered this yeah. movie and yeah. said, it's, you know what? I'm going to attempt to remake it with Toy Story or at least rip it off. Because in the first five minutes of this movie, I was like, that was from Toy Story. 
That's what yeah. Toy Story. No, wait. This movie came out in the 70s. <gasps> Toy Story is not an original idea. Well, neither is this. Indian in the Cupboard existed before this. But that being said, there were a lot of one-to-ones on this. And Roy, I want to take you back to your initial statement. Do you really think it's an, and I'm going to put this in quote, aunt who lives in Paris when we only hear mom's voice and you're sending dolls to the daughter? Um, No, sir. That's all I'm saying. Draw (laughs) from that what you will. But I mean, yeah, I just, I had so many questions up until we got introduced to all the other toys and, um, you know, Raggedy and Raggedy Ann. For, I mean, the animation is fantastic in this movie. That she looks, she moves like a Raggedy doll. Everyone moves the way we're supposed to move. And then, at the four minute and seven second mark, we are immediately slapped in the face with casual racism with oh, yeah. the two naked black dolls with the Betty Boop cheeks. Doing were they their, naked? I didn't understand what they were. You could definitely yeah. tell they were naked. There were no clothes because you could see the joints. Yeah, where they I all those dolls. Were. Yeah, and, 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 one of those. I was like, was this just a toy? I even texted my mom to ask her. I'm gonna drop it <laughs> in the chat. This is a quick little screen grab here. Uh, super simple. To ask her if maybe she would remember it. This is what she told me. <laughs> Nope. <laughs> no, just no. No, that's uh, racist. So I, I asked her for those of you, I know dropping in a screenshot's great for an audio medium. I said, hey, because she was about 10 when this movie came out-ish. And so it's logical that maybe she would have. So did you watch any Raggedy Ann and Andy? Uh, and she just texted back, no, creepy. I don't, can I, can I address something on a personal level with this I would movie? Love to. I never remembered at any point in the, like you know, in the in the lore of Raggedy Ann and Andy, of her ever referring to him as Andrew, and she did like seven times a in bunch. this, and it oh, freaked me did. the fuck yes. right out. Oh, like, Andrew. Oh, yeah, I don't Andrew. like it. I don't I like, like it, it though. Like, imagine it being your name though. Also, and then you know you're kind of casually watching TV, and a dog goes, "Oh, Andrew," and I'm like, "No, I'm leaving." I'm out. Like I'm out of here. This is not okay. And how uh, many musical numbers did they want to squeeze in woof. the first seven minutes of this film? There were four separate musical numbers in the yes. first seven minutes of the movie. And I'm like, dear God, what is this, Les Mis? What and the that hell? One, <laughs> and that one was eight minutes long. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then had a reprise at the end. Yeah, I have a note in here somewhere that just says every single song in this movie would benefit by being half the length. Yep. Everyone. Sure. I mean, he wrote for Sesame Street, the songwriter. He knows how to write short songs. Yeah. He, cho- but, he chose this yeah. is what happened. But going back to the racism. The, the, yes, these, that's why I these, wanted to go back to that. These <laughs> dolls come out with their like full naked bodies. Absolute, absolute Barbie doll physiques. And every time they talk, they do it in like this hip hop jivey seventies music tone. And everything that they say after they're done with their saying, they basically go mammy with the whoa with the shaking of the jazz hands and the everything. And I'm just like, This was still cool in the seventies? What the hell? That was wild. No, I I had a counter going for this. We'll get to that number later. 
uh, it's the I can't decide if that's racist counter. <laughs> oh, it's, several, it's all racist. Oh, there's like several so things much, yeah. in there that are just weird enough that I'm like, I feel like this might be racist, but also enough is different that I'm not and, super sure this is and then, and, and then if that wasn't enough, then we get to casual bigotry. Oh, when, yeah. When Raggedy Andy finally comes into play, and he's just yeah. like, "I'm no sissy. I, I'm no sissified girls' toy." This whole musical number about it, and at one point we also see Raggedy Andy do like the stereotypical girl walk. There's when some he swishing. Goes, I'm no sissified. Swishing more than Joe Jonas after, after <laughs> you know after getting drunk at a bar. I mean, it's just. I'm just flabbergasted. I mean, it's been years since I've seen this, but I didn't remember any of this. And then we get to introducing Babette, and it was or, like this movie's way of saying, yes, all French are assholes. Yes. Yeah. I'm um, not going to slut shame Babette. I'm not. Before we gonna, move on to not. Babette, I did. She was very play. bridge and tunnel. She really was. Yes. I really wanted to point out in the Raggedy Andy song that at one point he says there's too many girls. And like half of those toys are dudes. Yes. And the other <laughs> half are girls, but guy. also half a snake or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah, we have a we have a snake that lives in a shoe. There's a woman made of pin cushions, which is a great toy for a yeah. seven year old. There's just mm-hmm. like a sack with arms coming out of it at one point, like that twice. Doesn't talk. Yeah, there's a sack with arms and a hanging nose that doesn't talk I, at all. And I then we got the fucking more about sock thing. And, yeah. then, and, then, and then we got the fucking clown from Poltergeist in her. Yes, room. we do. Just hanging out on top of a box, just giving me the heebies. They did and that right for there. You. And then we have the pirate locked away in a snow globe with. The, oh yeah, I am too. With, but, with, uh, the, with the pirate. I did uh, also want to say I watched uh, I watched this with Dot. Very okay. appropriate thing. Uh, this was her first big note was during Raggedy Andy songs. She looked up and she went, he's weird and he's making a mess. Yeah. I mean, that's all men. Yes, all men. All <laughs> The way to go, Dot. Nailed it. Nailed it. Crushed, at- it. crushed it in one. <laughs> crushed it in one. No notes. Uh, I also is have that- a meter going for her. So there's my is that racism meter. And then there's Dot's wow meter. Which is usually when I think something is interesting in the movie and I say, hey, Dot, did you see X interesting thing? And she does not look up from her drawing and goes, wow. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like a straight Owen Wilson wow? That's great. Yeah. That's fantastic. It's a it's a desperate attempt to sound interested without having to actually do anything. She's learned so much. <laughs> She's come so far. Yes. It is out of her father's mouth, and I don't think he knows that. Um. <laughs> so, so let me explain the bla- the basic plot to our listeners. Oh, please, yes. please so to the, me too. While you're at it, Roy, let's the, hear it. The basic plot of this movie is Marcella, the girl who owns all of these toys, receives a new doll from France for her birthday, and the doll is pissed off because she's been taken away from France. And doesn't want to be in the toy room. Meanwhile, the figurine that's inside her snow globe that is apparently collecting dust as high as it is. Can I wait? Um, can I stop right there just real quick and ask a question? Because 
Because yes. Snow Globe Pirate says something that I need clarification on. He said, oh, I've been in this, he said, he, he said, I've been in this glo- snow globe for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Did they have snow globes like that in the forties? I'm, I'm, I'm legitimately asking. That looked that oh, elaborate. I somebody's doubt going it. to their phone and I think it's Courtney. <laughs> yeah. yeah I don't did they have, they those? looked that elaborate. I don't think they looked that like, cause that, that snow globe looked like that. Somebody went to things remembered in the mall and bought yep. it. Got it engraved with my name. Yeah, the, the the San Francisco Music Box Company is what they went to to go buy that thing. And first of all, I didn't remember that the San Francisco Music Box Company existed until just now. So thanks, Roy. <laughs> but the pirate inside the snow globe sees Babette, gets horny, tricks Raggedy Ann and Andy into freeing him out of the snow globe so he can Shanghai her. And take her out the window, which is a segment that I'm still trying to wrap my brain around. I'm gonna need a minute with that when you have it when when you're ready. Just let oh. me know because I need to talk about you are blowing right by something that I need to talk about. Oh well, is, go ahead, go ahead. Which is weird, weird uh, handyman ball with arms and legs that can pull anything out of his body like a bag of holding from D and D. That oh, yeah. guy, yes, the it, one that Dot said, and I quote, "Whoa, look at all his arms." Yeah, good. No notes. <laughs> he had a fucking an, glass cutter. Yeah, pulls an old school glass cutter out of himself. And he's like, will this work? Yes, that's exactly what it's for, you dumb shit. Of course it'll work. You know he robbed a few banks and stuff. <laughs> Likely. So, so, so yeah, Courtney that was a weird guy. Something. So, Courtney, you said you found something? Uh, nothing, uh, interesting. Uh, the closest I could find was a replica snow globe of the original Pirates of the Caribbean ride. No pirate snow globes from the 60s that I could Okay, find. so the pirate was lying. And yeah. I didn't count back 30 years. Yeah. Okay. Either the so pirate anyway. was lying or they didn't know when they wrote it. One yeah. of the two. Correct. So some, so, so, so in a weird sequence, the pirate ship which suddenly we realize there's a whole fucking crew in, trapped apparently yeah. inside suddenly of the snow globe. Suddenly there's a lot. Um, on that note, speaking of a nightmare of being trapped in a snow globe, uh, what's it like being a toy that's alive trapped in a cuckoo clock? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> that's a good question. I, I mean, and, and apparently when you're a cuckoo in a cuckoo clock, um, you have no control over your body because... Yeah, you have no bodily coo- autonomy. Yeah, because when the bot when the the cuckoo realized that the captain was trying to trick them into freeing uh, him, couldn't do anything. All, all all of a sudden the cuckoo's like, Bleh! and like goes all, um, how how can I put this? Um, specially challenged Big Bird face, I guess is the best way I could describe the look that it got on its, its face. It's like it's like the look that the tricks bunny has every time they Mm -hmm. trick him into not getting serious. So Raggedy Ann and Andy then decide to take it upon themselves to go out into the dangerous world to save Babette. And also Uh, invent smooth criminal. Yes. (laughs) Because Uh, immediately when they fall out of the window, he goes, Annie, are you okay? Okay. (laughs) I'm glad I'm not the only I'm glad I'm not the only one who who this, made that joke in my head. I, this movie was the progenitor for so much. Toy Story series, Michael Jackson. Just as a person. As a person. This movie changed him. 
And then he went at, from Michael Jackson to Michael Jackson after watching this movie. And then at this point, we have the song that went in two different directions for me at the same time. Um, and that song is uh, Paper Hearts. And, I mean, Candy Hearts and Paper Flowers. I, it's still on right now. First, it's, it, uh, yes, it's still playing from I watched it an hour and a half, two hours for, ago. So. First of all, a, a song should not go that hard in a G-rated kids film from the 70s. It this, also this, shouldn't be sung between siblings. Yes. Exactly. That call, exactly. When, that, that refer to your brother as Andrew, various sensual parts of the song, which is bothersome. This is this was as uncomfortable as like um, Donnie and Marie Osmond singing a love song together, because this song is obviously a love song, but it wasn't about the plutonic love between a brother and a sister. No, this was, this was like that Folgers coffee commercial. Oh God, it's that, that, that time of year. Was. Yeah, <laughs> that came oh, out. It's oh that man, time. it's about that time. You're right. Can you and spin then, that up? Uh, just the audio for it at the end of this episode, Roy. <laughs> yeah, no, I'd really appreciate that too. Yeah, I'd and like then, it a lot if you could. And, and then they run into this film's equivalent of Jesse the Yodeling Cowgirl, which is the camel with wrinkled knees. As a who, part of the longest walk to get to a plot I've ever experienced in my life. Yes. I, so we, we find out from the camel with wrinkled knees during his song that, as I put it, this was cut from Hee Haw. Um, it was, was, it was a, LSD Haw is what yeah. it was. LSD Haw, it really was. He was a beloved child's toy, but his legs wore out uh, yeah, because the snapped. kid played with him too, and snapped because his kid, his owner played with him too much. So when kid was not looking, mom tossed the doll out into the cold, and now he's hallucinating camels, it's, taking him home to paradise. Listen, and, this camel has seen some shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, this the camel, camel, the is, camel is being called the Valhalla for <laughs> sure. Is. Exactly. I have a literal note about camel Valhalla. Because yeah, these, these camels come out of nowhere and they're like, home, you want to come now to home? Which is like, also one of those, it goes on to the, wait, is this racist or not counter? Yes. Especially, <laughs> when, yeah. see, especially mm. when you see the camel with the seven veils. Yeah, I don't know if you saw the seven veil camels with the boobs. It feels very generic Eastern religion yeah. of the seventiesy. Yeah, it's very, very we are Siamese, if you please. Yes. Yeah, it's a little George Harrison. <laughs> <laughs> little George Harrison. <laughs> and then that is at that point when he goes running after that hallucination that the film goes full tilt boogie LSD because we have the taffy we have we have the taffy pit scene. We have the scene where everything goes silent, black and white. We have the, oh, the scene... Escher part. Yes. We have, yes. The scene... we have the scene where they're in wacky land. We have the scene with the fucking tickling. Oh God. The monster. Trubbish. We have the scene. Yeah. We have the scene where we find out that Babette Shanghai the ship. Cause she wants to go back to France. All of this suddenly is just happening within. I mean, in the, the film... same amount of time. Yes. <laughs> And the film had me until they got to Taffy Pit. At Taffy Pit, that's when the film started unraveling for me because is it? it I have a question about why. I'm, I want to dig in. Why? So is is it not relatable to you because you don't fall into a big black pit and then just start <laughs> eating whatever's inside? Yeah. I was going to say, this whole film is about mental illness. This entire thing. It's an hour and a half expose 
So basically what you're saying is everything's happening under Marcella's mind and she is a victim of not being taken to the proper doctors to be put on the right medicine. She, okay, so to be clear, they fall, okay, the camel tries to fly to Camel Valhalla and they fall in a big black pit and they can't see anything. And the line is, this stuff is sticky. And then the next thing we see, they're eating it. Eating it. That's yeah. all they said, and I just can't. And also, it makes me question: <laughs> in which forest or woods yeah. area or family neighborhood has a giant fucking pit filled with saltwater taffy like this? No, I. Yeah. So I need to back up on that comment, okay? And this is why, unlike Toy Story, where at one point the toys do escape the toy room and you know they escape they escape the room and they're in the real world but they have to act like toys because there are people so they can't get caught as toys raggedy ann and andy go out into the real world immediately encounter a broken ass camel toy end up in a taffy pit in mc escher realm Coming out of the, the, the Whopper verse, coming out of the Whopper verse into <laughs> into a knight who just crosses straight over into um, Monty Python land. And weird, creepy, pantsless Monty Python at that. Yes. We'll get there. Yeah. But but in what world is this real and not happening in her mentally ill head? That's what I want to know. Absolutely. This is um, all I going on say, in her mind while she's celebrating her birthday party. Yes. Uh, Dot was kind of into Taffy Pit. Uh, she shouted, uh, and she said, uh, it's a picnic monster eating candy, and just started cackling. Um, and she's that, not wrong. It is a picnic monster. So yeah. are you getting her a mic and a headset and everything for Christmas? Or? Yeah, she's ready. We're going to start a, a, a real play podcast. Uh, we're just going to do the game of life every week, though. Um, That's nice. Yeah. Oh, 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 and this taffy monster was pure, like Lovecraftian. I mean, yeah. The oh, way it was it kept sh- the way it kept shape shifting and the faces, and then all of a sudden during its musical number, it gets a garter be- belt and bustier, and I'm like, I was why to- is it wearing see- a garter belt and bustier? Because Greedy the Taffy Pit is 2023's forgotten queer icon. <laughs> yeah, it does I, have like a peanut. So it's supposed to be huge, but it has a giant peanut, peanut bra. Peanut bra. Mm-hmm. I, I'm like, so Taffy, so so basically what this movie is telling everybody in, in the United States is. The drag is valid. And Taffy is non-binary. <laughs> so when you so eat Taffy. You're eating non-binary candy when you're eating taffy. So, so that wow. all you people, so all you people out there complaining about how something made you gain everything, you are responsible for non-binary people in this world because you kept feeding your kids fucking taffy. Yeah, I like. I don't know though. if I like this revisionist conversion therapy that involves <laughs> dieting, but all right. <laughs> So, I thought it was fun. Had like a Ryan Murphy kind of an edge. Uh, <laughs> so are we gonna get what's his shit to be in this movie? Uh, oh, Evan Peters. Let's yeah, we're gonna get Evan Peters up in this. 
Yeah, Evan gonna Peters is going to play the Evan Peters is going to play the camel with wrinkled knees. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It has more lines. Um, so, so after we get away from the disturbing taffy pit, then that's when we get to the Aisha stuff with the knight, who, well, by the way, who, by the way, may or may not be gay. We don't I'm know. Not sure. He sounds like an off-brand Paul Lind. He, uh, he transcends any kind of sexuality. Let's just be real. I mean, it's not gay, about taking a feather up your ass or a pie in your face. He's not into it. So that's I mean, and, true. And the thing is, the gayest thing that came out of his mouth, which I don't even think was a scripted line, is when the king is trying to call the, whatever that sea beast is. And he's going, hello, hello. And all of a sudden you hear the knight say, just talk louder into it, honey. It'll eventually work. It was, I, yes, was like, <laughs> that's it, that's it, yes. Uh, I did have a note uh, about the night. I just said, hey, maybe don't take him home to Marcella. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and then as soon as it was like, what we're going to do is you have all these beautiful arms and we're going to start tickling. And I'm like, no, I can't. We're out. This isn't okay. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, yeah, because they they escape and then they send this monster to go after them. It's like, and when they arrive at the pirate ship and realize what Babette has done, just as they're about to deal with the thing with Babette, oh, then then the this. giant green thing comes out of nowhere and it's like, I'm gonna tickle you, I'm gonna, which is creepy. I'm just like, ew, no, bad, bad, no, stranger danger, no. And starts tickling everything, causing the king of Wacky Land, who wants to get the last laugh, as he puts it, to start inflating like a giant blimp. You know, I did, I had a message for the short king in mm-hmm. in this literally, movie. Um, literally the short he king. He is literally a short king, yes. I know you listen, short king. I know in 1976, it was not easy being a short king, but in 2023, your life is going to change and you're going to get monetized on TikTok, okay? <laughs> and, <laughs> make sure he was it, and was it just me or was the guy who was doing the voice of, of the king doing the world's worst Mel Brooks impersonation? It was it was rough. Um, it sure sounded like that's what he was going for. Um, at this point, there are no more dot notes. She fell asleep. I don't know how she fell asleep at this point. There's so much going on. How did she, she overloaded? She so. it, it had yeah. to have been. Because I think she so OD'd on trippy on. animation. But then the best thing about this whole thing is, is that after the tickle monster happens and after the king explodes from laughing so much, thanks to the parrot poking him in the belly. Oh, yeah. I've kind of forgot about that. So much weird stuff happens in this movie. We suddenly realize all this is just happening in Marcella's fucking backyard in some sort of a... a apparently, they have a sump in the middle of the backyard that the dolls are floating on, and she's like, how did you guys get out of here? Because <laughs> in one of your manic modes, Marcella, you brought them out there and yeah, you had trying... a mental break. Exactly. And then, you know, they get back into the room and Babette's all like, oh, it's just a E. I hope we become the friends. Full sociopath. Mm-hmm. I really, I I pendulumed hard back and forth between Babette. At the first of the movie, I was like, oh, she's cute. I like her 301s. And then by the end of it, I was like, oh, shit, this is why you can't trust French people. She's a total bitch. <laughs> yeah. And now at the end of this movie, I'm like, oh, 
But that's a full psychopath. Yeah. She's like she sociopath. Went total having sociopath. a mental break needs help. <laughs> yeah, she was in crisis. She went full Bernadette Peters in the jerk by the end of this film. Like, like she, I could tell right away. I wrote you guys. She's a giant whore, and she's making me real mad. And then yeah. she proved, and then it proved to be true. Oh yeah. So you can visit me on Saturdays. Yeah. No, ma'am. Ma'am. Yeah. yeah, relax. And then, and, then, and, and then the camel with wrinkled knees suddenly appears again. And when he almost got abandoned, I wrote this. I was exhausted at this point. I just said, OMG, if the camel is abandoned, I'll be depressed forever. <laughs> and then the camel like is outside, and he's like, I am friendless again. Oh, my God. And I'm then he has this hallucination. Something. Okay. I'm going to test something. Okay. I'm s- I have a I have a vague memory and I'm gonna test it. Um, what's the damn thing is named Camel with uh broken wrinkle wrinkled wrinkles. Uh huh. Um, I'm going to send a picture of this to my mother. Okay. Ooh. And I am going to find out if I had this the toy. So okay. so so hang tight. There's That's a picture going out. Right now. Uh, <laughs> okay. There is, there is something we sort of glazed over with the climax of this film, and I hate using that word in this context. Uh, it was some of the horrible shit that the pirate captain said when he had the tables turned on him. Things like, I was just about to pluck the flower of paradise. Oh, yeah. oh my oh, God. Yeah. Yes, yes. Dirtiest I, sex shit. Sir. <laughs> Just as I was about to pluck the flower of paradise, I was like, God damn it. You're not no. even a toy, sir. This you live G- inside of a snow globe. This is a G-rated movie. How dare you? It just made my chin retract into my neck. I just... Yeah, it's not I great. didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't so, like it. So, cam- so Camel with Wrinkled Knees gets brought into Marcella's oh, yeah. bedroom. And they all embrace him. And then Marcella comes into the bedroom and looks down and goes, oh, a new toy? Where'd this toy come from? Okay. <laughs> and that's she has no grip on reality. Zero grip on reality. She has no idea that's what's what there, what isn't the there. Listen, it's her birthday. She got a bunch of toys today. Who's to say that wasn't one of them? Who's to say a weird, super old camel toy isn't one of the <laughs> toys she got for her birthday? You sound like the what murders guy. What, what do you mean murders? murders? You know, no. murders. I, I think she has the, those type of parents that gave birth to her, just buy her toys to keep her out of their hair so they could go to their cocktail parties. Thus why they have Marcella live on the third floor of the house all by herself, all flowers in the attic style. She so that Okay. I'm going to help y'all out because you're both AMAB people. You don't understand what it's like to be a little girl and just disassociate for like six or seven years. Okay. <laughs> That's probably true. That's probably true. Classic, classic female AFAB behavior. Who among us? <laughs> so um, I, I didn't have it as a toy, but definitely in a book that I had. Oh. Okay. So there you go. So, I don't think she had parents. 
I'm just that's my theory. So you so, think she just so came to be? So no, no, female... she had parents, but her parents are like dead. <laughs> no, I so think she lives was... alone in this house with toys. <laughs> so was she do... So she's doing the voice of the mom. So she. So in other words, is it like <laughs> no, a Norman? No, it's just in her head. All of this it's, is not real. Is it like a Norman? Just feels it's... really bad. It's just <laughs> Edicon. <laughs> Is 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 it like a Norman Bates situation going on here, where you know the voice of the mom is in her head and yeah. she's all by herself? Wow, she's all by wow. herself. None this of this child, is happening. Who's buying child. her the toys? She's taking them. She's no, she's not a thief. This child is in a her head. Homeowner. She's not a thief. <laughs> she has a mom that buys them for her in her head. Where was she when she found the Raggedy Ann doll outside of her house? Just walking through a yard with an overgrown yard with some sand. She sand better be a, glad that that's just a sand pit. She better be glad that that's just a Raggedy Ann doll and not Annabelle. Because if it had been Annabelle, which now I want that crossover movie. I'd watch it. Probably, probably just a bag of scorpions. She thought it was a doll. <laughs> just a bag of scorpions. That's what the bag is. Yeah. No. The weird just scorpion bag. bag. There you go. Oh, scorpion bag. I recommend the two of you, I'll have the audio uh, in between this segment to listen to, to go watch the trailer for the Raggedy Ann and Andy movie where they're interviewing the kids. Because what's great is one of the comments in the comment section on YouTube is from one of the kids in that video. And the kid admitted that everyone was paid to say what they said about the movie when they went to go see the film, he said, in reality, he hated the film. But he but he was basically told to say what he said. And when you hear because he tells you what second mark he's in the trailer. And when you hear what he says at his age, I'm like, that's awfully sophisticated thing for a kid to say. This is a different movie. Oh, no, it's the same movie. Raggedy Ann and Andy musical adventure. This one was uh, this was the Godfather <laughs> I don't know what movie child, you watched. That child watched The Godfather, and they asked him that question and put it on Raggedy Ann and Andy, a music yeah. adventure. They showed him Taxi Driver, <laughs> and then asked him questions about Raggedy Ann and Andy, just to get the general theme of the way that that movie is going to play. Give you that vibe. He was now, watching. He was watching Airport. Is what he was watching. Correct. <laughs> right. He was watching Earthquake. He was watching the Poseidon Adventure, and Shelly Winters got her ass stuck in that porthole, and that's where it came from. <laughs> Norma Ray. That was the movie he was it watching. Was Ray. It was, it was Norma Ray. It was Norma Ray. Very moving. <laughs> this movie. I'm convinced at all. This is this is Fight Club seven <laughs> for children. Now, it isn't. It's important to me that comment said that the kid hated the movie. I did not hate this movie. I've seen worse. I've oh, definitely def- oh, we, seen we've... way worse in the last what's it six six ish months that I've been doing this show with you guys. Was this dot and the kangaroo level bad? No, it was not. I mean, it actually it actually had moments I enjoyed, and like I said, the movie had me until we got to the fucking taffy pit. And at that point, that's when the movie started falling apart. So I hate that the Taffy Pit exists, and we keep saying Taffy Pit. But listen, the Taffy Pit 
from now on is only the place where we go where we have to discover hard truths about ourselves yeah. while yes. recording for anyone who wants to listen to us. Yeah. Which is the because only way, by the way, just as somebody that's Roy and I both recorded recorded our lives for so long. The only way to discover hard truths about yourself is live on a recording yeah. on a podcast. It's the yeah. only way to go, man. In a taffy pit where it's sticky and tastes sweet. In the taffy pit where the girdles are strong and all of the famous queer icons from 2023 are there. And if you, if you have a nut allergy, you're going to die. Going to die. Listen, Gritty is there. Grimace is there. <laughs> Gritty. So all of our queer icons. <laughs> the Philadelphia fanatic is naked and there. He's there making weird sounds with his nose or whatever that is. So yeah. do you think this movie deserves to be rediscovered? Yeah, I think it should get a 4K release. Uh, 4K I, release would be fine. Um, parody musical. Well, I think 4K release and then like commentary by some really, really um, esteemed mental health professionals. Yes. <laughs> some some people who can really do some wild speculating. Get to the truth. That's Get what I to want. The truth by speculating wildly. Truth. But I, what's I going will, on here? I, I will say though, out of all, of all of the things that we've discussed with this movie, I, a definite positive I can say about this film is is that it's hard to believe this thing was all done by hand with pencils, pens, paint, and color pencils because mental the illness. the the, the and mental illness yes because yes. the animation was so fluid, especially during the MC Isher stuff. The fact that none of that was computer generated, that it was all hand drawn, is amazing. It looked and really good. It looked really, really good. So if you're an animation buff, I highly recommend sitting down and watching this movie. Well, uh, I also wanted to ask on that note. Um, now, my my hand drawn animation. I mean, obviously, your old school Disney, uh, but was mostly the Chuck Jones era, the Tex Avery mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, was it normal for animation to be cast in that way? In the, in the cast list at the beginning of the no. movie, the credits. This is the said, first film I've ever seen that with. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting to be like, this guy animated the camel. If you see the camel, this guy's doing it. I think it, the reason why that that happened was because the director of the film is an animator himself. So he wanted to want to give that love. Sense. He wanted yeah. to give that but, love because I know that Disney in, especially in the nineties during the closing credits, that's when they would mention head animator of this character is so-and-so and so-and-so, but never gave the spotlight like they did in the opening credits of this film. They Dude. totally ignored Judy Cohn and the rest of the voice cast. They were just like, let no, we're going to say, Raggedy Ann was animated by this person, and, and which was very interesting. I thought I thought that was a very interesting touch to give them the sh- the spotlight for change. Did they do that in in like Wizards and and Heavy Metal? I seem to remember something like that. Not uh, I am aware of. I can't. I mean, it's okay. been so long since I've seen either one. I can't yeah. remember. Um, but it, it it did have that feel as far as the animation goes, at least a little bit, like a little bit um, Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. animated a little mm-hmm. bit for sure with, you know like like that kind of feel it wasn't cartoony even though it could have been mm-hmm. you know like it, it was a weird place that's why it's just all in her head like this whole <laughs> thing exists solely in her head yeah no i think i think we can all agree marcella i know you listen to the show marcella 
Mental health is health. Okay? It's important. It's important. <laughs> Talk to someone. But I'm please. <laughs> so if anybody is interested in seeing it, the only place you could find it is going to be on uh, YouTube. Someone, someone, like I said, out there found a 35 millimeter of the a copy of the film and restored it and placed it up there. It's probably never going to be seen the the the, the light of day anywhere by uh, Disney Studios since they have it in their vault because it's a 20th Century Fox production. Uh, so we're probably never going to see this thing. And do you think she's dead? Who, Marcella? Oh, you think yeah. she's been dead herself? Is she dead? So this is what are the dreams that a dead person has? Yeah, they're actually dead. It's like that whatever last fifteen seconds or whatever. Yeah, this is the last. Yeah, I, I think she's dead. Huh. You think she's dead? Interesting. She might be dead. She woke up and she founded a cult. She had a near death experience. Yeah. And she realized it turns out. Yeah, that's what it is. She's the child messiah. She's yeah. she is like Damien. I think that's what it is. Like, she's so spoiled because she is the Antichrist oh. that she lives in this giant house by herself. I love that. I like you know to what? Be the and, I, say, um, and I, I love that you mentioned this because that's because the true crime aspect is a great segue to uh, me announcing my choice for the first movie of 2024 for us. Oh, yeah. Oh, we're doing that, aren't we? Yes. I'm so excited. All right. So, 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 dear, so, dear listeners, this is what we did for the month of January. We each picked something for all of us to watch. So that's right. Courtney will be joining for, us for all three time. episodes for the first time in the month Yay. of January. And we've already got. Uh, it's not an audition. Don't feel no. any pressure. It's fine. And we've also. We're your got friends. <laughs> Listen, I died a long time ago. (laughs) I have so many dead, alive toys around me right now. I, my birth name, my government name is Marcella. (laughs) And we've already decided. Government name. We've already decided what February's theme is also, which has excited Courtney to no end. So you'll find out that in January. But in meanwhile, January. So what I picked was I originally wasn't going to really do anything. It was just going to be the two of you. However, while tooling around on Tubi, this movie suddenly came up under the category of true crime drama. Shit. And like this. It got my curiosity, so I had to look it up, and I was like, okay, well, I don't know why this movie is in true crime drama, because it's not a true crime drama. However, the movie is called True Crime. <laughs> um, it is from on the 19- nose. It is from 1996. Um, the film is also known by the titles Dangerous Kiss and True Detective. True Detective. Wow. Huh. All right. Um, this movie was never released in theaters. It went directly to home video through Trimark Pictures. But get ready. Here's the cast. Ready? So excited. Alicia Silverstone. Kevin Dillon. Holy shit. Bill Nunn. And Michael Bowen. Okay. Huh. Is this going to be another curve? Is this the curve? Are we watching the curve part two? (laughs) 
Oh, and it also stars Marla Sokoloff, uh, who played the role of Gia on Full House and Fuller House. Weird. All but, right. Uh, this the film, 90s. This film is about a Catholic school senior, uh, a Catholic school senior who is obsessed with mystery novels and true crime. And uh, she's inspiring to be a police detective. And her father, who was a police detective, was slain in the line of duty years ago. And she's been obsessed with his death ever since, trying to solve it. And as much as the police tell her not to do it, she teams up with a police cadet, uh, who's played by Kevin Dillon, to try to solve the death of her father. Okay. I'm I, I'm into it. So I was just like, you know what? This has got my interest. And so that's the film I'm presenting to you is 1996's True Crime. Wow. Okay. Do I get to do mine? Yes. And then oh. we'll, and then Courtney Courtney's first official pick of the show. Yay! We'll save it for last. So, Mr. Farmer, what? I'm very what, excited. What I'm very hath, excited. What, what hell hath you brought? I to? don't have hell. I told you guys I didn't have hell. I was not lying. We love a bomb on this show. We love a box office disaster. Mm-hmm. I wanted to go big for um, for this pick. We haven't done a, a true... I don't think we've ever done a film like this. Okay. So we're going to do a giant box office disaster. Okay. Big budget movie. Huge budget for the oh, time. God. We're doing Australia, aren't we? No, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> Huge no, budget. That's actually a hit TV series now, Roya. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Um, with a, I can't. You'll never convince me that that Nicole Kidman isn't a, isn't some kind of CGI AI creation she in that. Doesn't thing, exist. But, she never did. Um, <laughs> a movie that destroy almost destroyed an, a a a production company to the point where it affected Showgirls. Huh. It affected the release of Showgirls. This is Andy's six degrees of Showgirls. It ended it it for uh, ten years, fifteen years, it ended a genre of film. I know what movie this is. It is a film that I love. It is a good movie. It, It came out in a really bad time. It crashed and burned in the theater. I absolutely love it. Stars Gina Davis and yep, Matthew Modine. I knew Modine. it. I knew it. I and knew it. Cutthroat motherfucking island. We're, We're going pirates. Island. We're going pirates. <laughs> God. Wow. Right away. Right when you mentioned that it destroyed a studio, I was like, oh shit, it's Cutthroat Island. Yeah. The, <laughs> Paul Verhoeven had a twenty million dollar stake in this film that he lost, and it it almost cost Showgirls. It came real close. It destroyed. There was a. Much like HBO Max and it's writing shit off for taxes, it destroyed an Arnold Schwarzenegger pirate movie called Crusade. They <laughs> refused to make it because of this film. And this film is good. And if you ever had TBS in the early 2000s, you saw it a hundred times. And it is fun. And I don't know why. It's gone. Like, they tried to bury it. It's, a, oh, it's, yeah. the, o- it's the only film I think that we've done that is available in 4K before we did it. Now, it'll get a Shout Factory 7-disc release six months from now, but oh, yeah. it's available in 4K right now. It made 
It cost ninety-two million dollars to make in nineteen ninety-five, and it made ten wow. million dollars at the box office. Oh yeah, it was. A, it I don't was know what number I thought you were going to say. Ten million. <laughs> now it made some back in in the aftermarket in an international, you know, revenue, but not enough. Like it trashed Hollywood. <laughs> it not only trashed Hollywood, it also trashed Gina Davis's career. Yep. She and, didn't come back until Long Kiss Goodnight, did she? Like in any kind of meaningful way, and that wasn't a big movie. It's a fucking fantastic movie. I but think it's Long not a big Kiss, movie. I think Long Kiss Goodnight came before Cutthroat Island. Did it? No. Long Kiss no. Goodnight was released in. Uh, How old am I? Don't do this. I don't want to. Oh hear no, it. it came. No, it came after Cutthroat Island. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and that wasn't a huge movie. That was one of Samuel Jackson's earlier films. Mm-hmm. Um. But she didn't get – what was her next big role after that? Like big Stuart, role. Stuart Little. Okay. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I really I really like this movie. Not not in a in – a, like I said, not in a I'm going to torture you guys with it. This movie is legitimately fun. Um, Roy, how long has it been since you saw this? I've never seen it. What? You're part of the problem, Roy. (laughs) (laughs) Courtney, have you ever seen it? I have not. I'm excited to ask um, uh, my husband about it. Ask him. I bet you he has. It's very, very Errol Flynn. Very, very. He's into that stuff. But it's Gina. But it's Gina Davis as Errol Flynn. Right. She plays that character. I've I've seen the Long Kiss Goodnight. Oh, it's such a good movie. But I've never seen Cutthroat Island. No. Uh, I can't wait then. This is even better. This is so good. <laughs> yeah, it didn't. And they didn't start doing pirate movies again until Johnny Depp stepped into the role of Jack Sparrow with Disney at his back to make a movie that could not fail. They Speaking didn't. Where, <laughs> where he's been trapped for the last 20 years. Uh, with all due respect, he did a super racist uh, Native American character within right. that time frame. He did yeah. break Which away I almost, long enough to do racism. <laughs> I almost, I was this close to doing, doing oh, I wanted I to be walked, nice. I, I would have done to the Lone Ranger on this show what I did to the Lone Ranger when I saw it in the theater. <laughs> which was walk out on it. <laughs> wow. Hey, yeah. I haven't walked out on you for any of the shit you put uh, me through, sir. The, Lo- the Lone Ranger is one of the very few movies I physically walked out on in, <laughs> in, 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 in the theater. And here's the thing. When I went to go see the Lone Ranger in the theater, I was the only one in the theater. <laughs> and the person, I didn't even pay for my ticket. The person who was working at the theater was like, we need to run this movie. There's no one in the theater. Do you want to go see it? I'll let you in. Wow. Yeah. That's impressive. Okay, so that's my choice. Although I, I do, I, and real quick, I do want to point out to you that Rennie Harlan, who directed not only Cutthroat Island, but also The Long Kiss mm-hmm. Goodnight, yep. he's directed the the all-new Stranger movies that are coming out in 2024, all, all three chapters. Hmm. Rennie Harlan is a, his, is a, 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 a pretty well-respected action director. Mm-hmm. Like... He's done some really, really solid. Oh, he's given stuff. us he's given us Deep Blue Sea. He's given oh, yeah. us Cliffhanger. He's given us Die Hard Two, Elm Street Four. They, um, they use every bit of that ninety-two million dollars in this film too. Like it is, I don't understand why this movie failed. Like I, I really don't, and I'm, I, I'm really curious to see what you guys think because, like, it is very, very proto Pirates of the Caribbean. 
Like I'm I'm just I'm very excited for this. I'm excited. I'm I love a pirate movie. All right, Courtney. Okay. Let's go. So those who know me know that part of the reason that I kind of got sucked into the vortex of this show is while I am interested in movies, I don't watch that many movies. I'm really more of a TV bug most of the time. So I'm shaking things up a little bit. I am bringing uh, two episodes of a television show. Okay. A television show that all of us have had stake in. This is a television show that we pay for, ladies and gentlemen. And when I say we, I mean Roy and Andy and myself. I mean every single person who is in the United (laughs) States who listens to this. Oh, God. We all pay for it. This is a taxpayer-funded show. Oh, God, we're going to pay It is. A show called The Inspectors. Oh, are we doing it? Oh. And, yes. Are we doing the male inspectors show? Scholars of the show will know that I spoke about this a while back. Yes. yes. Uh, briefly. There is a show that is about male fraud inspectors, and it's full law and order. But it's <laughs> only about male. <laughs> and they take it serious as a train wreck the entire time. I'm very excited because I've. I wanted to watch it like when you were talking about it. I've got two episodes for you. The episodes are 42 minutes. They're a little short. So I was like, okay, I think I'm going to give them two. One. Uh, do you want me to tell you premise or you would rather be totally surprised? Oh, I'd rather be totally surprised. Okay. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the poster. I, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the poster for it right now. And I'm going to make sure I'm looking at the right show. Um, is, is this the one with the kid in a wheelchair? Yeah, yes. Okay. He's like Randy Malik looking. If you think there's a single moment that goes by where that person does not talk about how he's in a wheelchair, you are wrong. You're mistaken, sir. <laughs> I am. This is good. This is not our Courtney. I know you know this, but this isn't our first foray into, into TV. Yes. We've done Cop Rock. We've done um, Pink Lady and Jeff. Pink, yeah, we've done TV specials. We've done Cop Rock. I have a few chamber just waiting, waiting for the right time to spring them on you fools. Um, but. <laughs> I'm very, I'm very excited for, for this. This is good. This is something um, I will say I knew about separately uh, because when I had cable, I was a great lover of what I call chore TV. It's a thing where you put Mm -hmm. on the TV and Mm -hmm. you just let it run while you're doing your chores. And so I have a soft spot in my heart for that. And then not that long ago, my lovely husband, Craig, love you, Craig. I know you're listening. Um, probably from the other room right now. Came home from an oil change and he said, I got stuck at this oil change and I saw the strangest thing I've ever seen in my life. I watched a show about Mo Rocca going around and talking about old cars. And then I saw the show. It was called The Inspectors. And my heart grew because I knew my husband understood me on a whole new level. <laughs> <laughs> and I cannot wait to share that love with you. My heart's going to grow two more times uh, and I will be in dire uh, health straits because of you and my enlarged heart. Um. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Okay. So we're going to have um, uh, so some cardiac issues going on yes, in, 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 the, in the month of January. So that's good to know. I mean, if we don't die because of Cutthroat Island or this bad Alicia Silverstone movie, we're going to have enlarged hearts because of pure joy radiating from Courtney having us watch shows about mail fraud. 
I don't know. You can't believe you're never going to see it coming when the kid in the wheelchair talks about the stuff he could do when if if he wasn't in a wheelchair. I I don't know that there that we we've we have been this happy about the shit we bring to the table. (laughs) In the entire time we've done this show, I know Roy has, and I've been like, okay, I'm going to watch this shit now. And it's good, you know? I know I've been happy, and Roy's been like, oh, God, I'm going to watch this shit. And he's hated most of it. But, like, <laughs> all three of us are, like, amped for what, what's going so on right jized. now. It is and a joinuary. <laughs> joinuary, yes. <laughs> there we go, I'm folks. so hype. I can't wait. And- it's 2020 Roar. We're gonna and, do this. And 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 here's what's also great, um, Courtney, you get to participate in the second annual Rubenstein Awards. God, I, I can't, can't wait. wait. Which will be in March. So we'll come up with all the categories and not, and stuff in February. So we'll announce that on, on on February show. But yeah, you've seen enough now and been involved enough with the show to be able to vote in the Rubenstein Awards. Yeah. Which is going to be really interesting because we th- I thought when we did it the first year, we had some interesting stuff. No. We really <laughs> had some interesting stuff this year. So I, I'm curious to see what you guys come up with. Yeah, are we actor, only doing the roar. year? Roar. Best roar, actor. Yeah. Best writer. Face. Roar. Yeah, we're only, we're only doing the face. year. Yeah, we're only doing the year. Bloodface, roar. <laughs> In every category, actor, writer, director, he does it he all. Got, he got writing credit. That's why did. not? Best he probably wrote song, that song. Roar. <laughs> Best racist moment, roar. Yeah, roar. Well, <laughs> well, there's a lot. That is a that is a loaded category. Best racist <laughs> moment on this show. Boy. Um, actually, I think Primutos would maybe win that one. That was rough. <laughs> yeah. Can um, I just want to put this on the table. Can we have uh, best unexpected um, favorite uh, sponsored by Wishcraft? <laughs> <laughs> Sp- sponsored by Michael Weston and which I bet you I, get, I will write Michael Weston an email. I will find it and write him. And see Michael Weston. I know, you know that you listen to the show. You got you got you, you got us, bro. Come come to the Rubenstein Awards. We'll fly you. Dare in. you, you coward. I would fly him in if he wrote, wrote to the show. Was like, I will present on your thing. I will fly him to my house. I will do it. I'll put him on this. I'll put him on this arcade floor couch, and we will probably make out. But it'll oh. be great. Yeah. Only if there's a camera. Well, of course. And, and Italian fisting. Yes. And if we. This, which we might see on the video episode coming we soon, might. folks. So you I might, know. I might or might not have set up that gag for everybody. So we'll see. <laughs> Just a little, uh, little, little hint about <laughs> Christmas. Oh about this? About, about this? That? Yes, about that. <laughs> about Christmas. Oh I, God. You know me. I like a long pun. That's all <laughs> I'm going to say about all of these things you guys are getting. I. Oh shit. Pun. Uh, that's what they call me. On that Not note, to folks. be confused. Well, I was in Braveheart. They called me Long Pun. <laughs> Not to be confused with Big Pun. That's a different guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. It popped off talking bubbly. <laughs> yeah. Don't stop. Big, get it. Get it. Big, big Pun out there with Pitbull, Mr. Speaking Worldwide. of Big Pun, yeah, I was just going to say, can we check in with Pitbull and see how the stock market's doing? <laughs> hey, Mr. All Worldwide, right. tell me about the NASDAQ. <laughs> 
Fine, All right, get full should sog. I update my kitchen now or should I wait a couple years? Yeah. Find that right. song. What is that song? I'll send it to you. I will find that song, that Pitbull song, and you can listen to the first 30 seconds of it and tell me I'm wrong. You could honestly use any compound word in the English language right now and I'd be like, yeah, that's probably a Pitbull song. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> How's right, Shakira doing? So, so, oh, she's. Let's uh, not go there. Yeah, I, I, I know. I know. I've heard this. some things, and I just want to oh. know. Oh, I, I, I don't know. We'll have to get into that on the video episode because that's a whole different thing. Roy is Anybody call, has, has Gal Gadot to called podcast. to check in recently? <laughs> <laughs> All right, gang, join us on our no! video episode where we will hear Courtney's reaction to. Uh, it's boom. going down. What? And then, and then I'm we're going to also we're going to respond. To rich you little better move. Tank. And then open you each other's gifts. <laughs> Talk to you all later. Let's make a night. Nice.